I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know what to say. But I can tell you how I feel. I'm excited. I'm hopeful. I'm scared. I'm anxious. I'm tired. I'm lost. I'm confident. I'm confused. I'm nervous. I'm worthy. Do you carry your own established beliefs about yourself, about your business, about your identity, about money, and so on? Or do your crazy preconceived notions about yourself, about your business, about your identity, about money, don't align with your goals? Troy, what are you talking about? So you see, sometimes our beliefs are a manifestation of our fears, and it doesn't align with our reality. Where in other cases, our beliefs are 100% aligned with our reality and our mindset to our actions that results in the goals, the desires, the accolades, the achievements that we want. What's a word I emphasize a lot on I digress? Growth. What's the action that runs parallel with growth to make it sustainable? Retain. And what's the thing we get navigating through growing pains? Gains. Well, luckily for you, the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast hosted by Jeff Brunsbach and Jay Nathan is here to inspire SaaS and tech leaders through the day-to-day challenges of scaling their business. Jeff and Jay talk all things growth and scaling subscription businesses with a holistic customer-first approach. Along with their barrage of dynamic guests, they dive in deep into the key insights, frameworks, processes, and trends that will help customer success leaders thrive in this ever-changing B2B SaaS landscape to grow more, drive retention initiatives, and get more gains. Some episodes I listened to recently that still has my head moving is the 10 customer commandments, creating more brand advocates, difficult customer conversations, and customer success at scale. Listen to Gain, Grow, Retain wherever you get your podcasts. Gain, Grow, Retain is also part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. A lot of what people look for in a magic pill, in various ways that they can get to be the level of success that they want, will not be in a one-stop program will not be from just one book alone, will not be from one podcast episode alone, will not be from one video alone, will not be from one event, one webinar, one conversation. It will be a series of things, changing things in your mind, and then manifesting through your actions to achieve the results that you have already established and seen in your mind. We're playing mind games here. Success is a 100% mind 
game. Now, there are many factors that will influence the perception of our mind, will impact our internal beliefs, and will drive the impact of our actions. Much of that is through access or lack thereof of access, abundance or lack thereof with abundance, knowledge or lack of knowledge, being ignorant of certain things, and so on and so forth. But it all comes down to mindset. That's why you hear people say all the time, what's your money mindset? What's your business mindset? What's your mindset around marketing? What's your mindset around sales? People struggle with sales. I have that heavily documented in episode 26 through 33. We talk on various things of sales. There's so many different things when it comes to sales and marketing and business and rev ops and content creation and content distribution, investing in social audio, whether that's LinkedIn, Twitter, Clubhouse, all these layers, all these mediums, all these things that you must do or at least try out from what I hear from the marketing gurus out there, the thought leaders out there, the top one percenters out there who can say, be kind, be happy, and get millions and millions of engagement. And wow, that was so revolutionary, but they don't give you the meat to do what you need to do to get there, but they tell you to have a feeling. You know what makes people happy? Making money. You also know what makes people happy? Having enough money to provide external experiences, have peace of mind that all the bills are paid, the lights, the rent, house full of food, happiness galore. When we peel back the layers of happiness in business, you just want to make enough money to achieve the life that you want. I say that all the time. It's a more holistic and open approach, and it's not a way to make people feel vexed about making money. There's no sin and there's no harm or no shame in making money. Money in itself is just a tool to exchange for value in the same way that you would NFTs and crypto, but I digress. Getting back to your mindset that I've echoed quite a bit throughout this series of episodes of I Digress. I think the core thing to understand as we progress on in a lot of these episodes, as we press on in business and marketing and how things are changing and shifting in 2022, going and beyond all the different changes, the rise of the metaverse, the rise of crypto and NFTs, the rise of community versus kind of the old archway of marketing and how sales were done and how business was ran prior to this pandemic. The various individuals, those various companies that had the mindset of we will adapt, always do all possible things, were the businesses that not only survived, but in most cases, they thrived. They had a balance of being open-minded, but also had a drive of knowing their resolve, knowing their foundation, knowing their SWAT, their strengths, their weaknesses, their opportunities, and their threats. They doubled down on what they knew. They acknowledged what they didn't know. They either learned it or paid for someone else to execute it for them, and they kept it moving. What is it? Long-term goals? Short-term memory? (laughs) You really have to have that going for yourself. On this episode, though, I really want to put a magnifying glass towards behavior science within our mindset. And I think that not only aligns with our personal and professional development as individuals, but also as businesses, also as how we approach our marketing and our sales and our community and our outreach and all the subsets of things. 
What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress audio experience with Troy Sandage. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture, and more. Coming to you in three, two, one. Although humans are known to be typically irrational, they are at least irrational in predictable ways. I'm going to say that again. Although humans, us humans, are known to be irrational, we are at least irrational in predictable ways. Understanding that behavior change is highly complex process. We, over the years, let's say at least over the last 50 plus years, have established ways to think through how the brain perceives and functions. One big framework that has been established from Hallsworth, and this is from 2014, is called the EAST framework. And it highlights four key principles that should guide any effort to affect behavior change. Again, the framework is called EAST, and that stands for making it easy, making it attractive, making it social, and making it timely. In my perception, though I'm going to say this in the right context and then dispute it for the rest of the episode, if one were to happenly go viral, and from my definition meaning in an abundance of engagement, views, likes, clicks, shares among maybe the community that probably didn't know they existed or at that scale, we're talking 100, 1,000, 10,000x, it probably was easy to understand, easy to share, easy to comprehend. It was attractive to the eye, to the human spirit, to the human soul. It was very social that it transcended where people in different languages across the country, across the world could understand and comprehend at a high level. And it was timely. It was at the right time, on the right platform, in the right channels, with the right distribution, with the right people seeing it to share it and spark this level of virality. Now the song back in the day, Head East, my boy, may make more sense. Make it easy, make it attractive, make it social, make it timely. Now that is a simple framework to understand how to persuade or how to encourage or how to nudge certain behaviors within human psychology to lead to a desired outcome that you want. If you want to go a little bit deeper at this, there's another framework called the mind space framework. I'm not kidding. It's a mnemonic for the nine effects on human behavior used to explain and intervene in a variety of subject areas. Again, it's called mind space. So you have messenger, incentives, norms, defaults, salience, priming, effect, commitments, and ego. Messenger. We are heavily influenced by who is communicating the information. Incentives. Our responses to incentives are shaped by predictable mental shortcuts, such as the strong desire to avoid losses. Norms. We are heavily influenced by what others do. Defaults. We, air quotes, go with the flow of preset options and thoughts. Salience. Our attention is drawn to novel things that seem relevant specifically to us. Priming. Our actions are often influenced by subconscious cues. Effect. Our actions can be powerfully shaped by our emotional associations. Commitments. We seek to be consistent with our public promises and to reciprocate actions. And lastly, ego. We act in ways that make us feel better about ourselves. This is taken from the decisionlab.com reference guide on neuroscience mindspace framework. I will add that in a link in the show notes for you all to go mega deep 
into Mindspace, into East, and how all of this makes sense and aligns with a lot of various things to go across with incorporating behavior science into business, into marketing, into your personal and professional development. But Troy, why are you talking about behavior science? Maybe for those of you who have never heard of it, what is behavior science? Why should I care when it comes to my business, my agency, me as a freelancer, me as a side hustler, me as an executive, me as a marketer, business owner? The key is very simple. The big tech giants, the big boys on campus are doing it. They've been doing it for years. Facebook, Apple, Amazon. I mean, we already know scientists are doing it. It's in the name behavior science. So there's there's that. The government's doing it. Everybody's doing it. Behavior science. So there has to be some validity to it because it impacts us on the daily. And you should be doing it too. Because if you're reading a marketing research blog of any type or consuming maybe this podcast or other podcasts on the Hustle Podcast Network or other marketing, business, psychology, growth hack level experiences of consumption and however medium that you choose, chances are you're in the business of influencing human behavior. Now gasp. I don't want you to think you're a bad person. I don't want to think that, oh my goodness, I'm using my powers for evil because you're not. But we are in the business of influencing human behavior. If you've ever done marketing, if you've ever done sales, you are in the business of influencing human behavior. Now, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing because guess what? Everyone wants to be an influencer, right? Ooh, you see what I did there? I brought it full circle. All influence is impacting someone to see the way you see of the value that you hold in hopes of maybe exchanging it for a higher level of value, commitment, loyalty, someone buying, someone saying yes, someone clicking. They're taking an action that is in your favor based on how you presented the facts. That does not mean you're trying to steal someone's money. That is not to say in any way, shape or form that your moral ethics, how you hold the framework, the boundaries within how you perform business and how you acquire business is skewed. Your website, the whole point when someone comes to your homepage is influence someone to stay on the page, influence someone to scroll, influence someone to click the buttons, to go through the sequence, the landing pages, the sales funnel, the pipeline, to click yes, to buy, to subscribe, to join. You get my point. So if you're in the business of making money, typically we're all in the business of influencing human behavior. All behavior science is, is a study of how humans behave. (laughs) It's not a trick question, not a trick answer, and why they do what they do. Behavior science, some are called behavior psychology, is an interdisciplinary field that draws from insights in psychology, economics, sociology, marketing, and other related fields in parallel. Now, the private and public sector application of behavior science involves using the knowledge derived from these fields to inform and influence the behavior of people in order to help them make better decisions, keyword better decisions, probably aligning with the decisions you want them to make, to make more money, to grow your business, to influence and seeing you as the only solution, the valuable solution, a high level of brand authority, a high level of trust, and so forth. Now, Sure, you get this and you think, oh, we need a lot of data and all that. I'm not going to dive into that right now. But if listeners, you know, if you tag me on Twitter, you talk 
about it, sharing it on LinkedIn, which I am so thankful a lot of you have been doing in the last five to 10 episodes. It's been great to have deeper conversations. Actually, some of my recent episodes have been derived from conversations on past episodes on Twitter, on LinkedIn, in Clubhouse. Thank you for sharing and taking what I'm trying to do in only 30 minutes and expanding it for other people to understand and have deeper conversations, which is the goal. Would you say that I influenced you to do that? I don't think so, but maybe the content from the podcast coupled with my energy was so good along with my delivery made such an impact you felt compelled and were influenced to tell somebody else about it and talk about it on channels uncoerced and not paid for hmm another conversation for another day i digress let's take a minute to talk about time Maybe you're looking to spend time, maybe you're looking to save time, and maybe you're looking to time travel to summer because it's already too dang cold outside. Either way, in business, your customers are looking for the same thing, time. Your time, to be specific. Because time equals attention, and attention means feeling understood. HubSpot wants to help you be efficient with your time while helping your customers feel understood. In fact, HubSpot has rolled out a ton of new customer-centric tools that help your business show your customers a whole lot of love every step of the way. New payment tools like native payment links and recurring payment that directly embed in HubSpot's quoting tools and emails mean seamless delivery and payment collection. And now, with the CRM-powered CMS, your marketers and developers can personalize the customer experience and ensure that the attention your customers give you is reflected back at them in data that is timely and relevant. Learn more about how a HubSpot CRM platform can help you build, maintain, and grow your customer relationships at HubSpot.com. With behavioral science. Companies are able to go away from backward-looking approach where after something happens, you try to understand what the reasons were and take them out to something forward-looking where you try to not attack people's mindsets, but to change the environment in a way that becomes a simpler and more intuitive for people to follow and understand and choose on their own accord based off the experience, based off the space, based off the values and trust and all the different indicators within the different personas that you've established, they go to a specific landing page. There's a higher chance of conversion rate, a higher chance chance of success from the sales to the marketing to the UX, UI, and so on and so forth. Now, yes, I am known as a strategy hacker. Yes, I talk about a variety of strategies, subsets, and this is a big one. I think in all strategies, you need to understand who are you talking to? What do they want? Why do they want it? That pain point of the Tylenol versus the chocolate cake and speak to their spirit, speak to their soul, speak to their emotions, speak to all the things that, how did you know this? This is totally me. I see myself in this person, this persona, this example, the language. That is exactly what my business is struggling with. That is exactly what my business needs. That price point makes sense for the value. I need to get the relief from the pain point that I'm dealing with, that Tylenol. I need to experience that joy that I want, that chocolate cake. I want that. That's behavior science, baby. That's understanding your audience in a subconscious level and speaking to what they want. 
and you're packaging it up in what you offer. Now, I know this is a little bit different from the typical episodes that I do, and I might make this a sub-series within my 30-minute episodes. Maybe there's a part one and a part two coming. But I do want you all to think about how this works. When we think back to that ease framework, and that was make it easy, make it attractive, make it social, and make it timely, coupled with understanding your mindset of what influences you, if I understand most people who are listening are trying to make the most money that they can doing the least amount of work, saving time, reducing costs, I'm not going to preach generate more revenue. I want to preach generating more profitability. What's your profit margin? Because most marketers can help you give you gimmicks to boost your revenue, to have it a high peak. But how much did it cost for you to get that higher level of revenue? If you can keep your cost the same or lower, but make more money, that's more profit, which is in-game. That's profits after, you know, your expenses, like your taxes, your workers, all your expenses. And what are you left with? Profit. And so I'm even trying to make my listeners and my clients and people that I engage with more aware. My goal is to not help you just generate more revenue. A lot of marketers, a lot of sales professionals can do that pretty effectively, even now. But not many can try to create a framework or a series of frameworks and ideologies that help you achieve more profitability in a way that's more holistic to create the life that you want without burnout. People are still lacking in the SEO department because they don't know how to apply SEO effectively across their website in the hopes of attracting the right people to say yes to start the process of the sales conversations. This is where our friends at Ahrefs comes in handy. Discover optimization opportunities for your website. You'll see which keywords your pages are ranking for. You'll understand how Google sees your content. Visit Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Sign up for the free tool, connect it to your website, and you're all set. One thing I want you to understand is that unless a business influences behavior, it will not succeed. A business needs people to buy and use its products or its services to generate revenue. It needs people to make and deliver those products and services. Or at the very least, it needs people to create those products and services or to build and program the machines that create them. And it needs to do those things better than its competitors to survive and grow. I know that may seem like Terminator level, like, oh, but it's the truth. There are a lot of things businesses do that fly in the face of the latest evidence on how and why people behave as they do. If there is one thing to learn from behavior science, it is this. What people do is often not the same as what they say they do or intend to do. If a business does not employ this understanding of how people make decisions that are frequently and oftentimes driven by subconscious, internal, or external factors that they may not even be aware of, they are wasting the business's money, your money, if you're a startup, your shareholders' money, your investors' money, everybody's money, time, energy, and resources. So here are three ways behavior, science, psychology, economics, all of it impact your business from operations to marketing and sales and so forth. Number one, internal efficiency. Number two, marketing efforts. And number three, product design or service framing. When you can understand the behavior economics, you can minimize risk, costs, time to launch, time to market, all those things, because you built the foundation, the internal framework of everything in a very efficient manner. Two, which mostly everyone leans in on after you made the foundation, most people think about marketing first. I always only with internal efficiency first. If your business is optimal, 
You can't handle the capacity that good marketing is going to bring to you. And so now you're working backwards. I got all the leads in the world. I got people wanting to say yes to my products and services. But wait a minute, my internal systems and processes can't handle that level of growth. I ask anyone on the street, ask any business out there from LinkedIn, in person, whatever. You want to grow your business? Yes. What if I told you with one handshake and one phone call, you could 10x your business? Can you handle that capacity? Who's going to say no that they can't handle more growth? But when they look back at the numbers, mm, I don't have the capacity to handle it. One big contract says no, and now the word is out that you don't have it, you lose. So internal efficiency is key. Then marketing efforts. Behavior science, we've already established this, is very important in identifying the personas, the messaging, the tone, even where your business should be on. I get the allure of TikTok, LinkedIn, just dropped LinkedIn audio and beta. There's a lot of movers out there. Instagram just launched a new subscription model coming out soon. There's a lot of movers and shakers in a lot of different sectors of things. But you have to see if it makes sense, not for the shiny item syndrome, but for your bottom line to increase it and have higher profit margins. You got to be where the right people are who are willing to pay the maximum amount of money for what you do, for what you offer, and do it consistently enough that not only are you sustainable, which is great. 2022 is all about stability. If 2020 to 2021 was all about scarcity and just trying to survive, I want to be stable and thrive. So yeah, sustainability is good, but I want to scale. So we have to first find the people with the flat lines that give me the most money, but then scale it, one, being repeatable in the current sense of buyers and being an advocate to get more people to buy in. And good marketing effort is going to do both. And lastly, product design and service framing. Marketing is great, but guess what? If marketing drives them to a terrible website experience where the messaging, the UX, UI doesn't make sense and creates that right space with the mindset and trust and be compelled to buy, it won't work. You won't close the deal. I don't know about you, but I want to close more deals in 2022. I want to close more deals this year and beyond. I want to make more of an abundance of money and not just enough to survive. And that is all framing in the product design and the service framing. And y'all know I always keep it at 30 minutes. So this is part one. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at Find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening. Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at findtroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine, content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening. Yeah.